get your toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Until I get your toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. hear anything? Oh, good. Because <laughs> I just queefed big time. What up? Welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. I'm your host, Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. Hope you're feeling good, hope you're looking good, hope you're smelling good. Your boy's been in clean mode for a hot minute, so... I'm clean, room clean, kitchen clean, bathroom clean. Toenails clipped. Everything clean up this motherfucker. Anyway, got a great show for you today. I am... Hanging out and talking to Buffalo Spiners. No, not Ricky James. I'm talking about Corey motherfucking Knox, comedian, football player, extraordinaire. Stay tuned. Alright folks, welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. It is time for your main guest, your comedian guest. Um, this time we're going to be hearing from another Nashville transplant. Showed up to the comedy scene a couple years ago, man. And uh, most definitely upped the cool factor. Upped the handsome factor. Damn. Up, up the comedy factor. I appreciate um, it. I, like I have a bad word to say about this man. I don't know anyone who has a bad word to say about him. In Nashville now, Buffalo's finest, Corey Knox. Knox, what's happening? Oh, what's up, man? Oh, I, thought you were say, I thought you were going to say uh, trans person instead of transplant, for sure. I was like, there it is. And... Uh, Take the high road on that shit. I like it. Um, if you if you would just if you were to introduce yourself as a trans man, that would blow people's fucking minds. Yeah, I would like it. Cause I I have seen women who become men or finally start to be the man that they were born to be. Yes, and they look natural born as shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen them good enough to where if you were like, I'm actually uh, was assigned female at birth, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, 
I, I, yeah. I'm, I can see why you, you know, I was quote unquote fooled, like, because they look good. They look like Literally, straight up yeah. cis men. <laughs> yeah, no, the technology, if you will, is uh, is getting there, I think, for all of it to be like, <laughs> hey, I mean, there's one more component. And then when that's, I mean, when that gets figured out, there's, it's, 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 it's all open. Oh, yeah. At that point. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well I've, I've, I've only heard about the uh, man-made vaginas. I've never heard about man-made dick. I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> as my dad would say, the, the old addictomy. That's that's the one, right? Yeah, like I know how they turn penises into vaginas. I don't know how they turn vaginas into like. Yeah. Do they just like hot glue? They could. A fucking dildo on there, like, just to strap on, just become so <laughs> welded into that motherfucker, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Because, yeah, like, you got to turn the dick inside out, you know, everybody's got a pelvis with a hole in it, just get the dick right. out the way, boom, pussy hole. But, yeah, how do you just, because at least when you turn the dick into a vagina, that's like buying a house with good bones, you know what I mean? You can keep, yeah. you can keep yeah. some of that, but, like... <laughs> You just bought a plot of land when the motherfucker like turned this vagina into a dick. It's just like you starting. It's just a blank slate. Yeah, I mean they really. I mean the best thing would maybe be like a like a supplement to grow to just continue to grow the the clit and then and then it becomes mm-hmm. something. I think that's like the technology like, yeah. they use to like grow people ears and, and replacement yeah. noses on their forearms. You just like. Whatever that is, because they do grow dicks on the forearm for dick transplants, but that's yeah. that's dick to dick though. But like, can you attach one on? Like I said, like turn the vagina to a dick. It's just you just bought a plot of land with the basement been dug out, but you still gotta yeah, put yeah, the foundation yeah, yeah. And shit on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like, is it organic or is it like just a silicone <laughs> dick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is getting wild out there. But stretch hey, clit though, that does sound like a good time though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna yeah. hold you. <laughs> like the, like the okay. hyena clits, they be like eight inches long. Yeah, man. I don't know. I make, I'm down the sucker clit. that's got a couple <laughs> inches on it. Yeah, you know I mean, cut long as hell. Boy. I'm trying to see uh, what that be like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a dick in your pocket, and you just happy to see me? Exactly. <laughs> man, right out the gate, we didn't even wait to get into. You know, just the fucking the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the fucking. I mean, that's all that's going on right now. I feel like it's just so all we're talking about is all the the changes of people, and I don't know. It's wild. I feel. Do you feel like in comedy you're just around people that are? You feel like it's more hyper focused because you're. That's what I feel like sometimes. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about this stuff all the time. Are normal people thinking about this as much? <laughs> you know, because it can't be. It can't be good if they are. But yeah, I feel I, like a I, lot of them are. I think the uh, the the detractors damn sure are. Like they can't. Yeah. They can't stop thinking about right. It. Like Too the much. people that They're are like, against it, they're thinking about nothing yeah. else, which is very. Yeah. Suspect homosexual, oh, but you sure. know what I mean? like, like, they can't it. stop thinking about it. Yeah, me, I'm like, I, I'm like, fucking do what you want. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But these people that are like real adamant, I'm like, I don't know, man. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just like you don't know what. Like this is a lady with a dick under her dress. Like why do you fucking? Why are you? And so every time you just see a lady in the dress, all you think about if she has a dick under there, it'll be upset. It's like why do you? Care? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let them live, man. Yeah. Shit is wild. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I think it's just. I think it's just a distraction. Yeah, I think the I mean, people, the detractors, like, like this is what you know. As as neutral as I could be by saying this, this has been a conservative tactic for a long time. They just oh. latch on to some shit, and that's just the only issue that exists. Like, yeah, like we still got terrorism going on, and it's just like, but what about the ladies with the dicks and it's just like can we talk yeah. about taxes for five minutes yeah <laughs> and conservatives are like no you you don't know the problem with the economy is ladies have dicks <laughs> like right. that is not the problem with the economy <laughs> no no they're unless we're spending all our money on you know <laughs> surgery i don't think we don't i don't think that's where the tax we're, is we've, we've, we've turned into a lady dick based economy yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the gross dick what is it <laughs> the gross, gross dick, dick product bro <laughs> the GDP <laughs> there it is well, for the right wingers emphasis on the gross <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, they it is fuck, they are obsessed with trans yeah. people <laughs> I know and that's what's that's one of the things that like I'm you know I'm doing a couple bits where I'm I'm trying to poke fun at everybody and I'm trying to like just make it silly just make all of it silly mm. but I do feel like it's like that one that when you when you have too much of one side really like a bit and you feel why they like it you're like oh but like uh you know yeah. I've been having that with stuff recently where it's I'm like a, I don't it's a slippery slope yeah it's a slippery it really slope is. to be like yeah like like you don't want to say some shit that ain't blatantly anti-Semitic that makes Nazi go fuck yeah, brother. Like hold up, you're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> what the whoa, fuck whoa. did I just say? I'm a, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I, like I didn't even mention Jews in that one. And the Nazis yeah. were like, right on, hold up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was talking I mean, about food. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. Kanye just had a. So my my theory about Kanye West is that, you know, being on psychological meds stifles creativity. Oh, for sure. Because it puts you in this fog, this haze. You know what I'm saying? And I think that through the years, what we've seen is that whenever it's time to put out an album, Kanye goes off the meds. Yeah. And this time. The pandemic was on. He's already mentally ill. He was affected by that. He It took him way longer to make this album. He was off the meds way too long. Yeah. And my man is off the fucking reservation, and it doesn't look like he's ever coming back. Like, yeah, no, he's he's gone, man. I it's it's crazy to now. Is it is it documented? Is it known that he is take takes prescription medication? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I don't know too. I don't. Yeah, I don't know too much about. Like, I want to learn more. I think because it is fa- it is it's fascinating, man. Yeah. He's got to be. He's out of Howard Hughes, man. Yeah, he's fascinating. But you're like, I don't know. You find 
like writing the Kanye bit is fun and it's funny, but it's also like, man, we're thinking about this guy, but he's, but he's so fucking captivating. Like what yeah. he, how he writes, how he has made music, all what he said. Like, he's one of the Carter. greatest to ever live. Yeah. He's one of the yeah. greatest to ever do music. He is an amazing writer, producer, arranger, yes. Yes. fashion, everything. Kanye is everything. absolutely everything his ego claims to be. He is that. Yeah. But Kanye West died a long time ago. His ego has been driving that bus yeah. since like 2000. Basically since his mom passed and yeah. Like I said, he went off the meds a little too long, and the ego has just completely shut Kanye West out, man. Yeah. And it's, it is absolutely fascinating to see. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's it's sad. I hate yeah. to see it. I loved Kanye. But, you know, I mean, absolutely fuck him. Like, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to be on his side where he's being blatantly fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. And he, like, means the shit. You know, like, you're, they're like, what? Well, I mean, maybe stop. he doesn't mean he it, but won't it publicly stop. <laughs> means it. Yeah. We but gotta get him back in front of a doctor, man. That dude needs yeah. to get on that medicine fast. It gets worse every day. He'll go yeah. away for a couple months, and it's like, okay, maybe he's getting help, and he comes out, and says, nope, he has yeah. not been getting help at I, all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like worse. It's getting exposures. I always just thought it was like a tactic for him to like kind of sell, you know, and be like say controversial shit and do controversial shit just mm -hmm. to get because he's releasing something. And I, I get that people do that. It's a lot of people thought that in like 2019 when he first started that I'm going to run for president and all this weird shit. It, yeah, people thought it was a publicity stunt. Like he's got an album coming out, and it's just yeah. like. Yeah, but that's what you do a month before your album. He's like seven months in. <laughs> yeah. And then the album didn't come out till fucking 2022. You know what I mean? It was like, it wasn't no fucking, yeah. it wasn't a publicity stunt. This yeah. man is wild. He was, he was seriously running for <laughs> He was dead. Man, he was crying and shit. That's wild. Get those weird, I'm homeless haircuts. And, man, that dude is yeah, gone. Dude. But I, the, I mean, the creative genius is obviously entangled in all that, which is which is fascinating. Which is why I think so many people are drawn to him. Even so many creators are drawn to him because you're like, yeah. that guy's got something going on in his head that like you, you wouldn't, you almost want to have, but you almost wouldn't want to have because you're like, that has got to be a fucking burden to be, you know, as we're seeing. Be, yeah, that's I mean, what we're seeing. The burden that. When you, if you're not a centered person already yeah. before this type of shit happens to you, it's just another victim of fame, man. That shit will eat yeah. you fucking alive. Yeah, no, that's uh, that shit is always. I'm always fascinated with that, and like, because you start to see your friends do really like. We're starting to see some people we know personally. I have. I mean, you probably mm -hmm. have, but just start to do really well, and you know, they're they're not famous, famous yet, but they're like on their way to to doing big yeah. things, and it's like. Especially nowadays, you're like, I think buckle up, you know? I don't even know what the fucking... Yeah. I had a conversation with a friend, and I was like, so what's it like being like, you know, having it in there? They were like, it's fucking... The shit, you can't keep up with it. They're like, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to just make the best decisions and, and be good and do, you know, do all the right things. But it's like, yeah. yeah, that shit is fucking... It's kind yeah, it's of... It's fickle uh, these days because it's so easy to get. It kind of... Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, the way it's happening. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. You can no. be one of the most famous people in the world five minutes from now. 
Correct. With zero talent. Yes. Z- yes. All you just a fucking you posted a video, you doing a backflip, and all of a sudden you on yep. TV. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's, it is weird. It, 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 it brings out the hater in me. You know, like I'm always like, why am I mad at these people? Because they're just trying to live. They're just bored, like I am, and they're just right. trying to live their life and do something stupid and have mm-hmm. something. But it's like. Why are we rewarding that type of like like enter- I guess it's cheap entertainment. It's quick and it's very popular right now. But like yeah. I'm always I'm always thinking of like what was my favorite shit. It was like the shit that was thought about yeah. and fucking real and you could feel it. So like I can't in a way I always feel like I can't just try and do shit like that. Just quick shit. I'm like I gotta have some some uh, substance. Little, yeah. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I feel you, bro. That's why I like watching old talk shows now. Yes. It's something I do a lot is watch talk shows from the 80s and 70s and 60s, especially like yes. the Dick Cavett show, because he was really good. Oh, but yeah. I just I remember in my childhood when people were famous for a talent for a reason when pe- people were on the Tonight Show. Yeah, because they were at the top of their fucking field. Yeah. And, and they, they were, were interesting. Yeah, and they were doing it for like ten years. Yeah, at the top, you know, they were good and working their ass. Right, and like they they've been working thirty. They worked for ten, fifteen years to get a yes. break, and then spent another fifteen becoming the best. Yes, and now yeah. you could get on the Tonight Show because some stupid video of your dog drinking water yes. went viral, and now it's you're the dog dog bowl viral yeah. person on national TV. And it's, who gives yep. a fuck? Who gives a fuck? It's cringe. <laughs> It's bullshit. Like, hey, nobody got no movies coming out right now. You talking to the backflip dog bowl, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah, you know it's fucking... This strike is fucking... It's on. <laughs> you fucking broadcasting this shit globally. You on CN fucking in. You yeah. on the Ellen show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's, that's, that's what I can't stand when people, even in real life, they're like, oh, do you know who that is? They're so-and-so from the fucking thing. And I'm like... <laughs> What? They're from a fucking. They're from TikTok. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't care. That's I the dude that makes the go, fart videos in Walmart. Yeah. It's like, like listen, oh, that's funny, but what? that's not a star. No, I'll go up to him and tell him to fuck off right now. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that just sucks, man. It yeah, fucking sucks. <laughs> and I think it's it's even with movies. I know you're you. You post some stuff about film sometimes, and I, I'm sure you have your fit. But it's like, where is that even going? Where is film going? Where is like, you know, is is it all going to be just on our phones eventually? Is yeah. is like the actual production? I mean, it, you know, studios are already just obviously right. doing fucking remake after remake. We all know mm-hmm. that. And then it's like, where do you go from there? Like, I'm I'm curious to know what the next thing is. Because it doesn't seem like how do you go back from all the money right. that's been sunk into social media and these fucking apps and the algorithm and you know I I don't think I don't know how you get back to good film from this. Where do you go? Yeah, yeah. Like, have you noticed? There's not they don't make movie stars anymore. No, there's not no. really any movie stars anymore. I think like the last movie star that was created was Jennifer Lawrence, like. People yeah. who are great actors, yes, who star in films of substance, yes, they don't make like everybody who's with, like. If you look at like the Academy Awards for like the last decade, it's pretty yeah. much 
like one new person and then nine people who've been doing movies since the seventies. Like Yes. The the move all the movie stars are in their sixties now. Right. Because they can't they can't stop working because it's just like, listen, this dude has been in nineteen movies this year, but he's not a like we can't he can't play Shakespeare. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> we gotta call somebody that's seventy two. There's yeah, no fucking, more fucking actors and that's stars. That's wild. It's just yeah. people who are in movies. There's no more movie stars. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's fucking water. It's becoming watered down bullshit. Because you used to have to be really, really, really good to be in a Hollywood production yeah. or like a big film. You had to be fucking good, yeah. and you don't have to be good anymore. You have to now. It seems like you have to have a following on a fucking app. Oh, yeah. And then, and then to go, they'll watch it if they see that this person's <laughs> kind of in it, even though they're going to. And be they dogs. never do. Yeah. No. For, for since since Vine came out like ten, twelve years ago, they've been taking people from there and being like, "We're giving this motherfucker a TV show or a movie deal," because yeah. they've got eighty million views on Vine. That means we can get eighty million tickets sold in theaters, no. and it's just like. Nobody's coming to see ninety minutes of a motherfucker they watch for forty five seconds. You're right. They're just and not. No, <laughs> and there's no better version of that than when that happens in a live comedy club. You, you have you been around when that shit happens in like a live club when it's someone who's like you're supposed to know from like I've, a viral I've club. I've only watched it online. I've only seen clips oh, of them. It's so satisfying. Uh, I mean, sucking dick on stage. It's like, dude, I hate when people bomb. It makes me uncomfortable. But it really? kind of when it's someone like that that thinks they're the shit, and then they're just eating dick up there because they don't actually do this. I'm like. Good. I love when people bomb. I Good. think I think somebody bombing is funnier than Eddie Murphy in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> there, there ain't, up, I ain't gonna laugh harder than when motherfuckers on stage eat absolute shit. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it, is it like when you know that there? Because there's two kinds of bombs, right? There's a bomb where someone doesn't know they're really bombing it, and mm-hmm. then there and then there's someone who'll be a little playful mm-hmm. about it. And then I feel like there's someone who like gets mad. Like, which one is funnier to you? <laughs> I I love it when you're watching somebody who looks like they're auditioning over Zoom. That's what I like a bomb where a motherfucker does six it's... cartwheels, fucking does a backflip off a chair. I mean, yes. it's just back and forth across the stage. Drops that punchline and it's fucking crickets in there. Crickets, baby. I can't get enough of a motherfucker giving a hundred ten percent and the yeah. audience being so not into it, they don't even have the strength to boo that shit. I love that yeah. shit. I think that's that the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> that is great. One of my favorites yeah. One of my favorites is the fucking plates rattling in the kitchen of the club. Dude, there are someone drops silverware at the perfect You can hear a motherfucker take a sip. Dude, you hear ice fucking moving in the glass. When you can hear hear somebody go... Swallowing your ass is bombing, yes. boy, and yes. I'm going to be in tears. Yeah, I'm going to be laughing that. so fucking loud, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I 
love that. But I, I feel like I'm I'm lucky that I've I've been able to see, and I'm sure you have, but just to see some people who who know how to spin out of a bomb really quick mm. and like make it funny, you know, turn the bomb and do something funny. And I think there's like obviously when you're really there's a fucking clear value to that even though you want your material to be good, but if you can start to just, like, make it fun and look like you're having fun even though you're absolutely eating shit, <laughs> you can win a crowd over. Yeah. And, that's a real know. talent, man. Yeah. That's a real yeah. talent. That's that's the true test of, like, your perseverance. Yeah. If you if you give that, because a lot of people will try and mm-hmm. immediately give up if that yeah. shit doesn't turn around in five seconds. Oh, yeah. If you stick that I mean, shit out and do, like, two more jokes and then get them, you like, know. you really wanted that shit. You worked yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been in that moment where it's like, uh, you know, you can, you do, I've fucking, I've done, I've, early on, I was like, it's just, I, this is too uncomfortable. I'm fucking done. <laughs> and then now I'm like, no, fucking just keep going. And who gives a shit? And call them out. Try calling them out. Try mm-hmm. fucking something about the room. Try something. Just try something else. And then uh, sometimes it fucking works. <laughs> But, yeah, there's a couple people I've seen that literally can just do that like no other. And it's always impressive. Yeah. But the straight-up bombing is way funnier when you're seeing someone just eating shit. It's it's way, that's way better. I love it when somebody's just into it, man, and the crowd is yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> the, best, the best bomb I ever saw <laughs> doing an open mic. This is, I, was, I was like three, four years in. We were doing an open mic. And this guy went on stage, man, and he fucking, he was like one of those, like, he was one of those, like, open mic comics that came across as a professional. Oh. Like, when he was on stage at an open mic, he had been doing it for a couple years, when he was on stage at an open mic, man, it was like watching a Dennis Lear special. Like, this, this dude was going hard, and the crowd was giving him nothing. He Damn. did two like jokes. Polished. He did two fucking hard ass jokes on them. And they did do that. He said, Man, I'm fucking bombing up here. Oh, man. <laughs> like that made it. everybody in the fucking block laugh, man. Yeah. That was the funny. And then it just kept getting better because later that night, we're sitting outside. He's talking about how he bombed that night. And we see this very drunk girl stumble into a car. And. She immediately like throws the car reverse and just slams the gas, flies all the way backwards across the parking lot, smashes oh. into a fucking car. We all jump up and he goes, Hey man, that's my fucking car. It was like, Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> like, you just, Bro, that's a bad night. <laughs> you just had the biggest bomb ever. So big, you had to acknowledge that you were bombing, and then got your car ran into by a drunk girl. Damn. Oh, she probably is. got. She probably hurt. His he bombed so bad, she kept drinking. And, <laughs> and fucking, that's yeah, that's terrible. It's the butterfly effect. It doesn't get much worse than <laughs> you, that. You bomb so hard that a girl just goes inside and keeps drinking while you're on stage. She gets so drunk because of you, she rams into your car. Oh, it was the best. Yeah, that, that's fucking wild. This is the best. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> is he still doing comedy? No, he doesn't do comedy anymore, man. He runs nice. a railroad out west. Oh, nice. 
Man, it was awesome. It was fucking Speak, awesome. Speaking of drunk people, um, have you been? You've been to the movies recently? Have you been? No, I, I haven't been to the movies since 2012. Really? And then I decided to break that streak like last year and go see uh, Doctor Strange two. Okay. And I was very upset. I should have just stayed at home. <laughs> Yeah, it's been consistently getting worse. It was terrible. I mean, the, the whole experience. They they now have, most most movie theaters now have full bars. Mm-hmm. So if you're not enjoying the movie, if you're not enjoying the 17th remake of a fucking, you know, whatever film, you can just go out and get hammered. And that's kind of nice. I think that's cool. I think that's the one upgrade. But that's how bad it's getting. Is that you, you can get, get real, real food and booze? Yeah, no, straight up real food. You just get fucked up. You just be like not even in there while the movie's playing if it's, you know. I think that's wild. That's, that's a sign. Of, that's that's America right there, I think. At this point. Yeah. The fucking yeah, movies. I could fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Go in there. It's not looking too good. <laughs> Fuck, there's popcorn all over the floor. Oh, it's fucking mess, dude. Well, let's let's get into your comedy background, man. Yeah. How'd you end up in Nashville coming from Buffalo? Well, uh, like a lot of comedians here, I was a aspiring uh, country music star. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, my friend moved here for music from buffalo he mm-hmm. plays the drums a really good drummer great friend of mine and uh i he's like yo i can you help me move i'm like sure I w- i'll get i want to get the fuck out of buffalo just as much <laughs> as the next guy and we just we came down to nashville for like uh four or five days i helped him move in so i helped him paint his room i was it was fucking <laughs> it was beautiful it was like a nice i, I felt like a dad I was like, I this dude's like 28 years old but he needed help and i was like i could yeah I'll look at my stuff. boy my boy striking out on his own in this world <laughs> yeah i was a proud i was proud i was like fucking i'm gonna tell your mother about how great like this is a good thing you know but <laughs> fucking, we i had so much fun in nashville uh because you know anything compared to buffalo is pretty good mm-hmm. uh, don't don't tell anyone in buffalo that um <laughs> but we're just dirty canadians there's not i mean it's fine it's a fine place but there's just other places that are pretty cool too mm-hmm. and uh i started to realize that as i got older and i got out of i got out of buffalo a bit more i'm like oh shit everyone's been just lying to me saying this is the best city in the country uh, <laughs> home of rick james <laughs> well yes absolutely <laughs> There are some cool motherfuckers. My dad used to do fucking cocaine with Rick James, and we everybody in, in Buffalo in that era did yes. cocaine with Rick James. Oh, I believe you. Everybody. Yes. I didn't believe him until like he uh, they sold Rick James' house to like uh, it was either Jim Kelly or Marshawn Lynch. Someone bought it, mm. and I was like, he's like, yeah, we used to go there all the time. So my dad was friends with a couple of the Buffalo Bills at the time, and. uh I was like, he's like, we used to, you know, fucking party there all the time. I'm like, no way. And then, and then he's like, watch if they show the basement, there'll be a pool table here, a fucking thing there, a lamp, and a sh- and the, sure enough, they panned over the whole <laughs> giant basement. All the shit was exactly. I was like, man, they did. He did a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad was Which, getting it in. 
Yeah. Rick James ain't no lightweight partier. <laughs> you no, do cocaine with Rick James. Yeah. Like, that's called brunch with Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a party. If your dad get cocaine with Rick James, he was getting it in. <laughs> yeah. You're not going there being like, I might. You, know? <laughs> yeah, like, you ain't going to Rick James house with no fucking potluck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool but, as shit. Um, <laughs> yeah man but it's you know buffalo is a cool it's a cool place i i, I talk a little shit on it but I, I love it it's still uh, still home it'll always be home but um i always knew that i didn't want to just stay there and kind of file into whatever it was i would have done um mm. the comedy scene there is cool i haven't really done a ton up there but um <clears throat> Yeah, when I moved to Nashville, I just fucking, my buddy was like, you got to do a fucking open mic. You got to get into it. And uh, I had written a bunch of shit, like, years before, stuff I thought was funny. And I don't know, I, was, I just said it. Uh, I said it at D's Country Cocktail Lounge one night. Yeah. The very, that, was a, that was a supportive room at times. It was fucking wild at other times. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking weird fucking room, bro. Wow, what a weird fucking room, huh? Yeah. That was if classic. you started there, that you yeah, that means you were around for a wide stop there. <laughs> yeah, were you there for that? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Dees yeah it was, was fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not good. Shout out to Dee's Country Cocktail. Had some good times in there, dude. Yeah. Were you there when? <laughs> were you there when Matt Boyd uh, got uh, that fucking old dude with a dog rushed the stage yeah. and tried to fight him? Were you there for that? Because <laughs> Matt started singing like. He starts singing Jungle Bugger because that's the song I was playing. He's just like having a good time up there, and the old dude just didn't like that. Just didn't like that he was singing, and literally ran up to the stage. And uh, I'll never forget that. That was fucked up. Being joyful always sets off depressed alcoholics. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's like, exactly. Like, that's all it was. Like drunks. <laughs> yeah, like bad time drunks at a bar do not like seeing people. No enjoyed themselves in the bar. No. <laughs> the like, bar is the depression cave. Y'all having too yeah. much fucking I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. They're like who's this they're like who's this teenager having a great time with <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you started so, in Nashville. Pretty much, yeah. I mean in college I, I tried to write and I've always been a huge fan, obviously, of stand up and would go to shows when I was younger and comedy has always been a, a thing for is it has for most of us that we fucking paid attention to instead of whatever else is going on. But, mm. um, I see, I know you're, you're a fan of, uh, I feel like you're a fan of Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. 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 I love Jim. My, my, he's insane now, but my childhood, yeah. the movie I've seen the most in this world is absolutely Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yes, same here. That's the I, first I, movie I knew by fucking heart, buddy. That when, that, when that first came on, yeah, in the old HBO days, yeah, that shit would be on like thirty times a day. I would watch that shit every <clears throat> single time it was on, no matter yes. what point it was at. Like I, yes. that was the best. Like nineteen ninety four belongs yeah. to Jim Carrey, man. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's no question. <laughs> you watch you watch Pet Detective or When Nature Calls, which you watch Pet Detective more. I watch Pet Detective more. Love When Nature yeah. Calls, though. It's yeah. one of the few sequels that is as good, if not better, than the original. And progresses the story that. in a way that makes it. It's not an unnecessary sequel. 
it feels like they <laughs> they didn't film it right after, but it feels kind of like they did. Like yeah. he was still so in that character that you were like, he's just still this this he's been this guy off stage or off script the whole time. You're like, yeah. this is who this motherfucker is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you think about him, like I think about him and I think about him starting and like doing all the things and like all the shit that led up to that. Think about yeah. that. You know? Yeah, doing stand up in Canada. Yeah, he was an overnight success. Absolute legend on In Living Color. Yes. And then in 1994, Jim Carrey had the greatest triple double of all time. In 1994, he dropped Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which was his first thing. And it was the funniest thing ever, biggest comedy ever. He dropped The Mask in 1994 and also Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Insane. Nobody's had a run like that in in one year, ever. No. That's crazy. And in their own rights, just completely different, like, things. Yeah. Like, when you break them down, like, yes, obviously he's the silly, crazy motherfucker that can do, bend his body, but, like, just different and, and, and a, all in a arguably that, his best movie yeah like if you pick if either of those three is your favorite jim carrey movie or you, what you think is his best movie like nobody's gonna argue with that no <laughs> it doesn't no. matter what you pick it's just like all right cool yeah i think that's part of maybe why he's like in a way like a lot of people say oh he's lost his mind i'm like i don't know if he's lost his mind as much as he's kind of just been this guy the whole time that people just didn't pay attention to it you know what i mean like because he was always being the guy that was like yeah i'm just this guy it's like i i don't know i don't think people took a closer look at like maybe how fucking insane he always was i think he might i think he might have just freed himself yes that's part of it too i'm not saying he's not crazy but yeah he had such a career just in the 90s alone like in living color came out in 1990 like Jim yeah. Carrey is probably the biggest and most successful comedian of the nineties. Yeah, for sure. Like, but <clears throat> he made so much money in that time that he could just spend the rest of his life not doing anything, just painting. And, and it seems like that's what he's done. Like he knows, Absolutely. like I'm never gonna be better than that. Yeah. I didn't have to work for that for a few years to drop the classic movie. Like I got all of that shit done. Between 1990 and 1994, I've got the next 50 fucking years to do whatever the fuck. I've got $349 million in the bank, buddy. Like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm doing it. He started making all those weird dramas and shit. Yeah. Well, I think he also (laughs) realized that the money and the chase, you know, the the signing the check for $10 million, like, all that stuff was cool, but, like, that he, it didn't. It changed him, but like mm-hmm. it probably wasn't as satisfying as he maybe thought it was going mm-hmm. to be. And, and he got out. And, uh, yeah, and he got out. Yeah, you're right. And um, I, I did a. Uh, I was in uh, a fucking football movie that uh, Tom Shadyac directed, and uh, Division Three. No, it was um, the Brian Banks film. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he he. Um, directed that and it was like cool to be on set with him because he had worked in on the Ace Ventura movies and fucking a couple other ones I think but like just to see that dude in real life and be like fuck you were part of like this yeah. unbelievable run of fucking movies and yeah it was it was crazy 
Yeah, that's some wild shit. Yeah. But he was he was also a dude that like gave up everything too. Tom Shadyak, he like mm-hmm. you know he's obviously I think he was, there's a documentary about him or like he was in part of a documentary where I was like I didn't realize how successful that guy got. Yeah, and then, and then basically he was talking about buying like a fucking island at some point. <laughs> like, yeah, Jesus. But then realized over time that like he he hadn't really gotten any happier because he was buying shit. Yeah, and uh, he got yeah, to go back to when he started out. You know. He got yeah. to go back to the joy he felt grinding his way to being a Hollywood superstar. It's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go live in that feeling yeah. to the day I, I, I die. I'm just going to make things I'm passionate about. I don't care yes. if MGM doesn't want it. I'll just do it myself. I'm just doing it. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I love that. I hope that uh, Adam Sandler starts doing stuff like that. Like, I think he's, he's going to. I think Adam Sandler has been doing that shit. Yeah. I just feel like, like for something. the last like twenty years, he's all he only makes movies starring his friends. Yeah, he shoots them all in Hawaii. True. Like, yeah. <laughs> he I was thinking, he's like every movie he's made since like Obama took office. It's yeah. like a movie that people are like Adam Sandler has turned into garbage, but people still love that shit, and yeah. he he doesn't have anything else to prove. He has no. nothing else to accomplish, so he could just do whatever the f- and just make the ridiculous six. Who yeah. cares if people don't like it? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I got paid. I got to hang out with my buddies. Fuck it. Like, yeah. I'll take that life. Yeah. I was just thinking by now, one of those would have hit. I mean, I mean, Grown Ups kind of hit in a way, but... Grown Ups was like the last the- thing he did that, that yeah. made an impact. Yeah, but... It's not. It's not even the same echelon as Billy close. Madison. It's not even it's close. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> it's, it's no. It's not. It's good, but it's not even mm-hmm. close. So I'm going the the sheer volume of movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's got to be one in there that he's like really excited about that they really because I thought he signed a huge deal with Netflix just to kind of pump them out, and I felt like maybe that was part of the problem. Was it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't enough. Like it was almost like the start of like these uh, these you know bigger platforms like mm. kind of demanding content from yeah. people and he was kind of the one of the first big actors to kind of sign into that mm-hmm. and it didn't maybe i could be totally wrong but that's what it felt you know, like it's, i think you're exactly right i mean because the biggest thing he's done in his adult years is uncut gems yeah and it was a hit which is a great film like people were talking about oscar like yeah, yeah, he's got the leeway to do that kind of shit now because sure. he's turned out fucking twenty five studio films. He's made some right. classics. He's been a comedy legend. Like, fuck yeah. it, I'm just gonna enjoy this. But he dresses like he's cutting grass. You know what I mean? I love it. That dude's like almost a billionaire. He's just down at the yeah. park shooting hoops with random people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah. this is fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. Dude, that's how famous he is. He's like Bill Murray, like rolling up on people is yeah. like exciting. <laughs> yeah, better than anything he could put on the screen. Literally, mm. it's better than anything you could fucking buy. It's like just walking up and kind of people surprising people, and then just doing the actual thing with yeah. them, and having them be like, "What the fuck?" And just hanging out, just hanging out. I yeah. love that shit. That's the I heard his, um, Yeah, I heard his tour was good. I heard the people that went to see him said that. Most people gave good reviews about his uh, his stuff. The not one man show he was doing. Yeah, like he was doing like a touring act with mm-hmm. uh, playing the guitar and shit, doing all that. Yeah. But 
I heard that he was bringing a couple of questionable comics. Not all the time, but like some of them were right. a little dated, and they were like, "Oh, we didn't like that guy." But Sandler was great, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you expecting from somebody yeah. from the nineties? Yeah, who that's has, what it's got who, who stopped at that point? Like, right. You think he's coming out with some fucking Instagram famous? But like, he doesn't know these people. Right. He's hanging out with the same people he was hanging out with in 1992. (laughs) Right. Which the crazy part is, a lot of those people are like some of them are still fucking staying relevant, still doing it somehow. Listen, you gotta go see Sandler. Then I'm sorry, but you're gonna have. He's gonna bring Rich Voss. That's that's (laughs) who he knows. That's right. Right. That's his friend. That's the comic he loves. He's been hanging out with since 1986. Like, yeah, the fuck you think he's supposed to just bring Chris Rock every night? Like, right, right. <laughs> look, it's Jerry Seinfeld and fucking right. Ray Romano and yeah, Roy Wood Jr. and Eddie. Mar- <laughs> like, he doesn't. He fucking he hangs out with David Spade. Okay, you go see yeah. Spade. <laughs> yeah, don't care if you don't like him. Harlan Williams is coming. Deal with it. No. <laughs> I fucking love Harlan Williams, dude. Oh, dude, Rocket Man for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah. He's, dude, you, have you seen, you've seen him live? Have you seen Harlan Watt? I've seen him live, but my favorite thing he's ever done as far as stand-up is that weird special he did in the desert a couple years ago. I thought that was, was funny the, as fuck. With the fucking horse head on or whatever? Yeah, it was just like him on the side of the road in the desert, no audience, just him and a mic. Oh. Talking to some eagle that kept flying over. Like it was, I think it was oh, a vulture yeah. or something. But yeah, like it's just it's just a man with a camera and a microphone in the he's, desert. Yeah. It was awesome. He's, well, he's one of those people that I'm like, people, tr- you know, are doing. The, they're following the fucking algorithm. They're following the trends to try and get famous. That's a dude that like at any point has been so funny for so long, and he's literally a comedy genius. That yeah. like he should be, you know putting stuff out and like because yeah. th- it's fucking so different and so fucking hilarious that you're like that's the guy that should be have access to posting reels yeah that's not some the type of person you can't sell them to middle America right so they don't get to be superstars but he's as famous as anybody from oh. his era that you would consider a bigger celebrity he's just as famous everybody I said Harley Williams and you knew exactly who the fuck I was talking oh, everybody yeah. knows I, who I he love is. Harley Williams yeah, he's just. I saw not, him live. He doesn't have a movie catalog and a bunch right. of Emmys, but right. that dude is great. He had a great part in Dumb and Dumber. Man, <laughs> sucking that old grandpa's old cough medicine, huh, sir? <laughs> Give me that booze, you old pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Yeah, dude. Great job. We'll never forget it. Great fucking job. Shout out to Harlan Williams. That you're fucking. You're the. You're the man in our eyes. Yeah, he's for he's fucking great. ever. I saw him live too, dude. Dude, I saw him live doing stand up before I did stand up, and I was fucking pissing my pants laughing. <laughs> he was, he was so goddamn weird, weird, obviously <laughs> as fuck, but just so funny with his misdirection and his just awkwardness, and he, uh, he was unbelievable. Just truly, truly, truly a funny fucking dude. You can't beat that shit. No, dude. So how you liking comedy, man? I'm loving it, man. I mean... You glad you got into it? Yeah. I think about it a lot. I think about 
how when you first start out, you're like, this is fucking amazing. And, you know, mm. it starts to go well for a little bit. And then you, like, have these moments where you're like, fuck, I'm thinking about this. And what it's, it's stressful. And why am mm. I fucking worried? And, like, you know, the whole thing that happens to everybody, I think, has happened. Yeah, uh, you have to become a comedian to, to figure out, like, what goes on in the community. And it's very weird how, like, when you first start doing it, like you were just saying, like, it's the most fun you've ever had in your life. Yeah. And then, like, a year in, you start to realize how many people you saw do the most fun thing ever, and then they disappeared. Sure. And it's just like, why would anybody stop doing this awesome shit? But you become a comedian, you find out how many people are not comedians any fucking more. Yes. It's crazy. I always yeah. wonder, like, where, like, where would you go? How do you replace, like, what were you doing that's more fun than, like, I could never give this shit up. No. I could never no, give this shit up. It's it's literally the most addictive thing <laughs> that you could, like, personally. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's I no don't... job and no salary. No. Like, I don't no. care. Like, I don't care. Give me a job as an accountant making 90000 Like, I'm still going to come out at night and do comedy. Like, and I, n- I nothing can replace that feeling, man. No. And I think that's something that people who really love it and really want to do it, they'll they'll do it through anything, you know? Yeah. They'll, and, and then they'll come, they'll come back to it. Even if they have to step aside, they'll mm-hmm. always be fucking doing it in some capacity. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing like having a fucking a great show and, and seeing people's reactions and talking to them after and then talking to your fucking friends. Yeah. They're also comics and just creating it's the something. Adult, it's the adult version of being in college. Yeah. That's what, true. That's what the hangs feel like in the comedy yeah. community. Like You sprinkle a little high school in there every yeah, once in a while. Like so many people, like most of us have day jobs. Yeah. But like they're still out there every night, man. Like, yeah. This shit is better than anything. It's just like yeah. fuck it. You just you get to have the adult life post college and still live the college life with the boozing yes. and the drugs and the sucking Busting and fucking balls. and yeah. the kicking it. <laughs> yeah, it, it really. That's why I explained to people. I'm like, it's a great. It is a great fucking time. Once you can get past like, I think the stress of like worrying about you know how well you're doing or what you're doing right. or whatever. When you could just kind of sink in and be like. I'm having a fun time, even at an open mic. Yeah. And most people are fucking hating their jobs and not getting to do this. Even at this level, Nothing. it is a fucking riot. It you is know, going it's like, home and being miserable. Correct. It beats <laughs> all of that shit. So yeah. I've always kept that in mind that like, if I didn't love to do this and love the feeling and love all the shit that goes with it, why the fuck would I continue to do it? But I have not stopped since yeah. I started. I even pandemic, we were doing. Everyone was doing the fucking Zoom, Zoom shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. I started this podcast. We were, the, the pandemic yeah. pushed me to finally start my podcast. Hell yeah! Like and, the yeah. best. There's there is shit like going to an open mic on a Wednesday night, right. telling some jokes, then going to somebody's house and just hanging out on their fucking porch, drinking yes. and smoking and yucking it up to four yes. o'clock in the fucking morning. Yes. That's the best that's thing like, fucking ever. That's a life worth living. 
And a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> you get to I'm do like, it every day if you want to. <laughs> like, yeah. If days where there's no shows. Like, that's who I like. Yeah, most of my friends since I became a comedian are just other comedians. Yeah. So it's just, there's no show going on. Like, we're still just going to hang out. I'm still with comics. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's the shit. <laughs> it's, it's the a good life. Shit. So, how, how long you been doing it? Um, I've been in about little, I think a little over six years now. Mm-hmm. So I always I always try and dodge that when I'm like, ah, I don't know, I like long enough, but <laughs> I think this is what I think, and I've I've said this before because I think I think it's true. It, the time under tension is a thing, you know. You you can definitely tell when someone's been doing stand up for a while, like mm-hmm. you can fuck it. It's their stage presence, all the shit, all the bits that they can pull, everything that they know on stage is a culmination of, you know, but I think if you work really hard, you can, you can get there a little quicker yeah. if you're really, really busting ass. And that's one thing I've tried to do. And I know, I'm, I know there's people that fucking outwork me in a sense. And I know there's a point where like, even if you are going up, it doesn't mean you're necessarily getting better. You might be fucking just writing dog shit and fucking bombing. I've done that. I've had stretches where I'm like, fuck, I'm not connecting on any of this shit, but I'm trying hard, and it's like, that's not it. Dude, the most so. fascinating thing is comedy, is watching <laughs> somebody do comedy for two years and not be any better than two years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, I, it, like, it's literally, wild. not 1% funnier. No. It's because, like, this shit ain't... I always tell people, man, like, comedy's not, like, a sport or some shit. Like No. Nobody's gonna ban you. No, like you don't get picked in comedy. If you play basketball and you suck, motherfuckers will just stop letting you play basketball. You're just not. You just go over there. Yeah, like you're just not gonna get the hoop yeah. no more. But everybody can go up on that fucking stage, man, and you Everyone. can just spend two years eating shit and oh. and, and regressing, and just, I mean, and nobody's ever gonna stop you from going on stage. No, it's kind of sad. There should be a law. There should be some sort of fucking. I, I always supported that. I tried to institute that at an open mic when I first started yeah. doing comedy, and yeah. the host would let me do it. He said it would be mean. But, well, yeah, that's the point. But I thought that what we should do is if somebody, because the most fascinating thing in open mic comedy to me is people who show up with the notebook. Mm. And they show up every time to the open mic with a notebook, and they're flipping through it, and it's it's something written on eighty percent of the pages, and then they just go up for six straight weeks doing the exact same forge, and it's like, are there soup recipes in that notebook? Like, yeah, what the what fuck the is fuck? in the notebook? Because you keep doing the same four damn jokes. What like, the what fuck is in there? <laughs> yeah. It should be mandatory. Give me the fucking yeah. book. Give me that book. I'm 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 reading this on the stage. The, the, the rule the I tried to institute was, if you come up and do four jokes and they suck, yeah, you can come back the next week and you do those four jokes again and they suck. Then you get a two week ban. Yeah, and when you do come back in two weeks, you have to have four new jokes. Yeah, you only get two weeks to do the same material and the shit is garbage. Or if it's good, you got two weeks to do the same bullshit that nobody cares about. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah. I get four new jokes when you can't come back. <laughs> and he told me it would be un- too mean to do it. I was like, fuck that. Somebody's got to put a stop to Someone's this. Someone's got to do it. Because How- terrible comedians ruin it for all of us. It's bad. They're sucking up stage time and gumming up the fucking lineup. And they're and- ruining crowds. There is nothing worse crowds. than yeah. telling somebody you're a fucking comedian and asking if they want to come to the show. And they're going, I don't know, man. I met a comedian one time and he asked me to come to his show. He was fucking awful. I ain't been Terrible. to a comedy show since. Yep. And they drag us all down with that shit, man. Yeah. I how long out. do you how long do you think you would you would be you would go without quitting if you were bombing? Like how many like months, years? Like if you cuz I know people that are like literally 10 years in that mm-hmm. I I don't know if they've ever <laughs> Really made something. <laughs> uh, Isn't honestly, that to say? Honestly, it's for terrible. me, I I think it's you're you're an athlete, so you would yes. know this. There's there's some guys that are never stars on the field, yeah, but they're stars in the locker room. Mm-hmm. They bring something else to the team that everybody wants them. They're contributing yeah. to the on-field success, yeah. but they not the, through their actual play on the field. They got the oranges and the fucking bananas. And yeah, they keeping they people go. from cramping up. Yeah. They're pulling guys out of their own head when they fuck up. You know what I mean? I, I like that. That that good old veteran presence is a lot. Most people okay. would probably know it is. I like Shit that. Shit like that. So I, I think of myself in those terms with comedy, and I've always said that the minute I don't matter anymore, that's when I'll quit. If I'm not, if people I love and respect in comedy aren't booking me for shows, yeah. aren't asking my opinion, aren't talking, if, if I'm on the outside, if I ever find myself on the outside looking in, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes. I think that's a great way to fucking stay relevant, man, and, and keep it fucking yeah, rolling. I that's like it, that. bro. If I ain't relevant in no shape, form, or fashion, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd have to you notice it, right? Like you'd be like, oh shit, I'm not going up anywhere besides the open mics that I write my name down mm-hmm. on the paper. <laughs> Yeah, I should maybe think about doing something else with my time. The biggest tale of, of when when you've lost that relevance and and you're not funny anymore is when you've been in it for I'll say it takes about five years for some new comics to be imported on the scene. Yeah, it takes about five years for the usual people who get booked around town starts to include four or five new names. And when those people start getting booked and you don't, when those people start running shows and you don't, with the new people running shows won't book you, you're done. Yeah. (laughs) It means that the scene has passed you by. You're finished out here. I don't know what you used to do five years ago. Yeah, motherfuckers ain't fucking with it now. (laughs) And but I feel like there's such you're you're so right. There's such a cycle of like when you first started, you got a couple years in, you started running shows. You were trying to book the people that have been doing it for a little bit longer that you knew could close out a show that you knew could get put on a fucking show. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I did. I was like, I respect and love these people that were ahead of me. That were I'm like, how the fuck are you this funny? How are you this good on stage? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you? And yes, it's they've been doing it longer, but 
you you try and get them on your shows. And mm-hmm. then now I'm, I feel like I'm starting to feel that a little bit with some of the younger people asking me for something like that. I feel like that is a good fucking sign. And, mm-hmm. and now I just got to not go and fucking bomb. Yeah, bro. And look like a dickhead. When, you, when you're an old, when you're, when you're one of the quote unquote old comics and the new yeah. comics are looking at you like you're under them. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> you finished. You finished, bro. Run for your fucking life. Man. <laughs> a new comic is like, yeah. how long you been doing comedy? Everybody knows you. You're like, I've been doing it eight years. And they like, really? Really? Oh, shit. <laughs> you been doing it eight years? You ain't, yeah, you ain't as funny as I am. This is my right. third time doing this shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's well, fucking, when the new yeah, comics I mean, don't it. seek your guidance, you finished. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole part of like even even if if I wasn't consistently booked on shows or not consistently, but like if I wasn't asked to be doing shows within like I would say two to three years of of really grinding at open mics, mm. and and I would be like I I think this maybe is not for me. Yeah. But there but there are people that push through that and I think maybe some of them get better and actually work in comedy, but I don't know a lot of them is what I'm trying to say. I I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. I've been I've been doing it 14 years. Damn. Trust me, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I know motherfuckers who have been doing comedy before I was doing comedy. Wow. That are doing this. They've still got the same 11 jokes to pull from. Really? And they still ain't worth the fuck. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's. So it lets me know that I just need to accept that that is the reality. And because and I, I feel pain for these people. Do you feel. I feel like. Oh, it hurts to see. Come on. It, it, it shows. The reason it hurts so much is because that. That tells everybody all they need to know about your away from comedy life. Yeah. Like, if you're still drudging through this shit, that means you ain't got nothing to live for outside of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that means your love life sucks. Yeah, because, yeah, oh, yeah, that's always a scapegoat. You know, I got we, a girlfriend. You Come ain't on. got no no friends from high yeah. school and college. Like, you, you said no old friends. Right. You're this what you do. This is your social life. You a loser. You know what I mean? You're a fucking loser. And that's why yeah. those people just stay because it's like if I don't do this, I don't do nothing. That's <laughs> wild. That's like that's that's fucking purgatory, dude. It's depressing. Like, it is depressing. You're just in a bad place, dude. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It is gross. It puts things into perspective for you, buddy, real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, motherfuckers you out like, here down bad. <laughs> what, what'd you say? I said motherfuckers out here down bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Real bad. Real fucking bad. But then you start to realize that, like, I don't know, man. There, I don't want to say that it's not a either you have it or you don't thing, but it's, and I'm speaking like a fucking dickhead, like, I, you know, but I'm also like, but you can kind of tell when there's someone has a, an ability or, like, uh, you know, you could see them being funnier, but they got like this little thing that people like, and yeah. it's a, you know, it's something it's a, you could see it. Being funny is a natural like, thing. Yeah, but the, then you the problem with those, like, the problem with comics you see is that you meet a lot of people where you see that comedy didn't choose them; they right. chose comedy. Exactly. And so you're not funny at all. Like you should be putting your effort into something. You you something ain't got else. no funny bone, buddy. You suck. Yeah. 
You've been yeah, sucking. I'm, yeah. <laughs> You're 11 years in and you're still terrible. Yeah, that's wild. You got to stop. What, yeah. <laughs> what got What got you into comedy? Uh, some friends who thought I was funny. Honestly, that's how it happened. Usually I, how it goes, right? I was always considered to be funny. And yeah. I always loved comedy, but I never thought about being a comedian, never wanted to. And I just so happened to, one of my old co-workers from a Ruby Tuesday started doing comedy and told me about, to come see him at his open mic. And an old high school friend of mine, I hooked back up with him. And he was doing comedy when we weren't talking. And he had stopped by the time we hooked back up. And then one day he was just like, I want to start doing comedy again. I don't know where to go and I was like I actually know of a comedy open mic we can go to and I took him down there and they told me I should get on stage and I was like I'll write something and come back next week and uh, yep. I came back next week and crushed it I've been doing it ever since <laughs> yeah man that's so fucking wild because that's lit we went into these they were doing the open mic my buddy was like you gotta get up there and I was like I'll come back next week Mm-hmm. I go, I'm not going up right now. I go, I want to be, I know how, I, I don't know how this works, but I know yeah. you got to have a little bit of fucking <laughs> shit written down. And I was like, well, I have, I'm like, I got a ton of notes. I'm like, let me just go back and write some, some of the things that I think are funny that are different. And then came back and did the same thing. I had a fucking great time. And, uh, mm-hmm. but th- my question is to the people that are still doing it, that are like, we we're just talking about, like, no, th- their friends never said, like, they just, <laughs> did they walk into the bathroom and go, you should do comedy? Like, what did they do? You know what I mean? No, How they, did they, they just they just wanted to, they chose comedy. They just wanted yeah. to be a comedian, but they didn't have any natural, they just wanted it. And so they like, like playing yeah. sports, except like I said, in comedy, you're not going to find out you're bad because people are still going to keep picking you for the team. Yeah. If you play baseball, motherfuckers would just not let you play and you yeah. would have to quit. But you don't have to quit comedy. You can just walk up one night and be like, I want to do comedy and nobody yeah. can stop you. <laughs> True. Yeah, we had this kid we had this kid that would always show up late to our our uh, roller hockey games in the street and we never he wasn't good either and he would always show up late and he was kind of a mama's boy and I fucking hated it. And he stole the ball one time because he was like I'm, I want to play, and we're all like, fucking no one wants you on it. Like, it's like, we're like, no one fucking wants you on the team. And you showed up late, motherfucker. Like, and he, he skated over and he, he, he grabbed the ball and he took off down the street. And I fucking chased his ass and I grabbed the ball. I grabbed the ball and I punched him in the face. And he These never did that. You gotta learn. Yeah. But some years later, I played basketball against him in, in like uh, high school. And he's a super nice kid, and uh, we talked after, and I, I think I was like, "Hey, man, sorry about <laughs> everything that," because we we're, I don't know, we were pretty mean to him. But was he good at basketball? He wasn't bad. Like, yeah, I see. Think he punched he, him. You, you I think punched, punched him into him. his his area. He needed to be. You punched his ass right in the hoops. <laughs> I was like, dude, he needed. You got to get better. You got to play with it. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm punching that. open micers yes. in Nashville. Punch <laughs> open micers in Nashville and I'm around the world. Hitting these fucking people. <laughs> Ban these people. If you suck for two weeks straight, uh, you got to take two weeks off and come back two with weeks new material. Off, new jokes. Let's go. And we're doing baseball rules. If you get kicked out, 
Yeah. <laughs> you get kicked out three consecutive times. You gotta you move. You suck. <laughs> you can't come back to this mic. No. Nope. Putting the word out in the scene. Don't let Hell this yeah. motherfucker. He's not a comedian. But I she's like not a comedian. Don't let them motherfuckers I think, up. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I think you could create an app and track these motherfuckers. <laughs> I think I think you can make money off this and clean up some comedy. <laughs> That's it. It's like a dare program for comics. Yeah, dude. I'm into it. <laughs> dare to keep bad comics off stage. <laughs> Straight up. Dare to keep them off stage, dude. I love that. <laughs> Fucking A. That's good shit. Where, um, do you get a, where, Birmingham has a, is this Stardom? Stardom is the club here. I don't go to nice. the Stardom. Okay. But there's a, 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 a nice DIY scene and Hell yeah. a nice local comedy scene with a couple open mics and a couple book shows. Man, it's doing great. That's awesome. That's all you need if it's running good and fucking people are coming out. Yeah, man. People are working. You know, we got Huntsville right up the road. Oh, yeah. It's good. I love Huntsville. Every time I go there, I'm like, this is a fun little comedy town. Huntsville's amazing. And, I fucking I worked with Scott the other day and uh, shout out to Scott Eason, friend of the Scott show. Scott Eason, the fucking man. <laughs> I love Scott. I told him I was like I love you. He's like all right, man. I'm fucking married. <laughs> no, he, he said it back. He said it back. <laughs> yeah, we had a fucking tough one. We had a uh, Brad. I was hosted Brad's show at. Uh, Proston Riot in Mount Juliet, and it just was, whew, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know how to do it. It's normally a great show, and I was like, it must be me hosting. I was like, I must, I must have just fucked this up out of the jump. And uh, then we, we fucked, figured out really quickly that they were just not there. They were just not into comedy. They were not there for it. Bad, like real bad. And, uh, I mean, Scott got him a little bit at the end. Like, we all had, like, a couple that chuckles but man fucking i don't know it was weird but he got he had a couple big laughs at the end which was fun to fun to watch but we were all just after the show we were like oof that was it was kind of traumatizing in a oh, way you, but you'll, you'll never feel uh, the you'll never feel hatred as an entertainer that's quite like springing comedy on a crowd in a bar or some shit that is absolutely yeah. not there to see comedy. Not even close, yeah. They fucking hate yeah. it when they fucking turn the TV downs for five seconds. Oh. Like, hey guys, so like, we'll let you know in 30 game. minutes we got a comedy show getting mad right. and motherfuckers will be ready to riot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. So 113 um, people in there, six of them are there to see comedy, four of them are comics. Right. <laughs> That's always a fucking disaster I hate, scenario. I hate that shit, man. Yeah. It's like That's when people try to... to force comedy and music together, and they're like, hey, oh. hey, we got oh. these six fucking Dude. goth rock bands playing tonight. You want to come do some comedy? Like, absolutely Yo, the fuck not. <laughs> I, I open for a troll metal band. <laughs> Dudes are dressed up as trolls, and they come out there and they play rock. They play heavy fucking rock, dude. Metal. It was fucking insane. And they had you and, do a comedy while they fucking oh, setting up the drums. Well, they and were shit. they were setting up, and I'm just like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> and 
and I'm bomb. I mean, I'm the, one of the worst paid bombs I've ever had. Cause like, it's just the dude, the one, the dude dressed like a troll, like bumped into me. I'm like on your like left, a small dick, right? You know, it's just like, it was like, what? who thought this was going to work? It was, it was, I, I always tell, cause I have people obviously in Nashville, it's, it's always a suggestion. They're like, yeah, maybe we could do like a, a fucking show where like, you know, a comedian goes up and then a musician goes up and, and I was like, mm. you guys are good at like understanding mm. things, right? Musicians, <laughs> I'm like energies, system, like you got to know that you, it's not like that. Making those people stop fucking thrashing to sit yeah. through 15 minutes of jokes it's, before it's the thrasher starts again. What are you thinking? It's outrageous. The people yeah. loved like... That's that's some advice to all the young comics out there. I know you want to get on. I know I talk to you a lot about. Don't do it. Don't take people's uh, offers to host your own comedy show because you're too young to know. But hosting is harder than being just doing stand up. Oh, it's the worst. And running the show when you don't know any comics, it's going to be a disaster. Don't do that. And do not take gigs with somebody who wants you to be paired with a musician. Do not Absolutely. do that shit. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, I'm upset that that shit happened, but I also think that I think back on it a lot, and I'm like, that's 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 fun. It's funny now. Yeah. But I was I thought about it though. You know, you think about it was one of those I thought about this bomb for a while. Mm. I was like, was it me or was it just the you know, fucking. It is a white uh, hot uninteresting. Yeah, just, like you can feel, like you can feel yeah. those people just digging yeah. in their assholes and talking about lunch. Like yeah. they don't give a shit, man. They don't give a fuck, dude. So what? What was your? What was your worst bomb? What's the worst show you've uh, ever been a part of? I mean, that troll metal one is up there, but I I feel like I'm missing some. I gotta think. I mean, there was one recently where, I, you know, I was just, uh, I started sweating and I don't normally sweat like that. I, I felt the shit. I felt it hitting me. And, uh, it was, it was, a a very brightly lit, like little, um, it was like a winery, but then there was like a fucking side pavilion and, uh, very brightly lit all just rural fucking white people that just, <laughs> they just were not having it. And, uh, I physically could like feel my shit getting hot and I started to sweat and it was so bright in there. So that everyone just seeing me sweat, it was, it was the fucking, it was bad. That was the start of the set. Um, I, I got a little bit better towards the end, but I'm trying to think of one that I just couldn't probably the worst one actually was, at the second show I ever, the second mic I ever did was, I did D's and it went well. So I was like, I'm the fucking man. I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> I own I'm the king of D's. <laughs> I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, I always knew that this was going to happen to me. And I knew that I was funny. <laughs> yeah, so you were new. That means that you don't, you had talked to enough comics, big or small, to realize that. The vast majority of comics on this planet, to open bikers, to Chris Rock will tell you the first time they went to open, like they fucking bombed their dicks off. Yes, 
And there ain't no bigger false confidence booster than somebody ripping it that first time. Oh, I Insane. got this shit. Insane. <laughs> I was born yeah. to do this. That's what I thought. Someone asked me to do their show. <laughs> it wasn't a good show, but this dude, Peter, was like, hey, I'm running the show at um, fucking uh, Fat Bites. He's like, I'm doing the show the Fat at Fat Bites. Show. And he was like, do you want to do the show at Fat Bites? And I'm like, I'm already one of the greatest, so yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Let's introduce was, more of Nashville to the new king of comedy. Dude, it was, yeah, bro, it was fucking insane. And then, and then the next open mic, because everyone told me what, what the open mics were after that, and I was like, oh, cool, this was the, I thought this is all it was, I thought this was the only place, because um, I didn't know shit, dude, I didn't know shit. Johnny I Apple Yucks going yeah. to spread his seed all over Davidson County. Right. Right. So I went to fucking uh, the East Room the next day, I think, or the next mic I went to was the East Room. And I'm like, I wrote a whole new four minutes. And I was like, in the bag, in the fucking bag, dude. I'm like, I can't wait to get up there. And I mean, when I say I did not get a single fucking, I did not say a single funny thing. No one even... I didn't even have the wherewithal to spin a little bit and be like, wow, you guys didn't like that. Or like, there was, it, I just was, it was like, I kept going. Just eating spoonful after spoonful of shit. Yeah. I think I still have the recording somewhere. I think it might be on my old phone. But it was, it was, ooh, it was real bad, man. I think I'll never forget that one. The game. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking, I, I king like has returned. <laughs> yeah. And then I you know <laughs> Nate <laughs> Bar who <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get I ready like, for oh. fucking Corey Knox. Yeah. I'm like I'm obviously be selling up Bridgestone before him. <laughs> There's no question. I will be headlining yeah. Zanies in a yeah, fortnight, dude. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> It is amazing how that kind of happens. And you, yeah, looking back, I'm like, did it? Would I have wanted to just bomb, or would I have wanted to get that little taste of like? Did you think about quitting? Making, yeah, like actually quitting at night. People, right, actually making people laugh the first time. You're like, it. It makes you. It connects you to like when you make people laugh outside of comedy, right? You're like, oh, it's just like real life, kind of. You're like, it's just like being in a social situation. And it's not. It's completely different. <laughs> and I come from a family. I come from, I think everyone in Buffalo thinks they're fucking hilarious. Mm. They're like, oh, dude, I'll get up there. Give me fucking a, give me a fucking half a bottle or whatever and I'll be hilarious. And I'm like, no, you don't understand that this is a, it's really a, a fucking thing that you got to work at and think about. It is an art form. It takes and no one, Yeah. And no one knows you. All your friends that you grew up with, they all laugh at your jokes because they know who you are and they've known you for you and they know you're they know you're about to say something that's ridiculous and they'll understand. And no one knows that when you go up at a random show, they have no idea who the fuck you are. You have to be almost immediately somewhat likable or very funny and get them. And like that's something that doesn't you don't just figure out how to do that right away, you know. <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't know which way I would have rather had it. 
but I like I like what I'm doing. I'm having fun. I'm fucking enjoying it just as much. I think it seems like you're doing the same goddamn thing, which is yeah. This shit is this shit is the best. Yeah, the fucking best. <laughs> Tell the yeah. people where they can find you online, man. Yeah, um, I'm just on. Like, I'm trying to keep it low key, um, not get too fucking into the algorithm and too worried about what I'm posting and what people are seeing. I, I still think I got, you know, I'm <laughs> my biggest critic in a lot of ways. I'm like, I gotta keep getting fucking you better. You subscribed to Twitter Blue yet? You gotta get that blue check. No, nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking out on that, dude. It I'm is out on only $114 a year for something that's been free since its inception. What's the problem? That's, what is going <laughs> on, dude? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to stop getting ads for Rubik's no. Cube belt buckles? <laughs> that's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, the ads are getting fucking... They're like, we will, we will show you less ads if you will give us eight bucks a month. That's what we're turning into. <laughs> That's what it is now. That is, what it is one of the perks of Twitter Blue is they promise to show you more tweets in between ads, which is like that Insane. should be the concept. You know what I mean? Yeah, like cable was. television wasn't. We will show you less ads if you buy cable because right now TV shows they're thirty minute blocks. 10 minutes is the show, it's 20 minutes of ads. <laughs> that's insane. But that's what Twitter is. Is that you want to stop seeing all these ads? We'll give you eight more tweets between ads if you give us eight dollars. <laughs> that is fucking wild. <laughs> and some people are like, let's go. Oh, they couldn't wait. They've been that's dying crazy. to get that blue checks for 10 years. Yeah. And now they don't have to earn it. <laughs> you can just buy it. <laughs> you can just buy that shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying not to be paid too much attention to this stuff. I still post, but not much. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy your Twitter page. I think you're a good follow. <laughs> oh, thank you. I same same to you. I um, yeah. I don't know. I try to just obviously we just throw shit at the fucking wall on that. I think that's kind of <laughs> like isn't that kind of what's for a little bit? Like what? Yeah. I don't know. It's it doesn't. It's not a real place. It, yeah. You know. I, fucking say some say something weird. Say some crazy shit. Have fun. <laughs> Be, be fucking whatever. Um, right. I think, I don't know, some people are real. The, the social justice people on there, the fucking, I don't, I, I try not to pay attention to too much shit, but I'm like, I couldn't imagine being into it, into it like that. Some people, that's their life. Right. Not using it for fun. Just like using yeah. it for be, being very serious. Right. Like, they're like, you gotta see this tweet. Like, it's like, whoa, I don't, I don't think I need to. I think... You're paying attention a little too much. Um, your, your name, is you, so your Twitter and what, Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram handle is just Corey J. Knox. Um, and yeah, that's C -O -R -E -Y -J -K -N -O -X. my name. C-O-R-E-Y-J-K-N-O-X. Yes, sir. And, and you fucking nailed it. On Twitter, it's Knox50C. Right? Yes, sir. At K-N-O-X-5-0-C. Come get you 50 cc's of the Knox. <laughs> Come see me. <laughs> Come see me. Hey, I'll fucking Botox, fucking HGH, whatever you want. We got it all, baby. Hell yeah, man. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I appreciate you having me, and uh, keep fucking making them laugh, man. You're doing a great job. Much appreciated.
Hell yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed. I hope you smiled. I hope you learned something. Hope it put you in a good mood. Or if you're already in a good mood, hope it put you in a better mood. Um, had a lot of fun. Big shout out to all my guests and telling some great stories. It's a real good time, man. Anyway, uh, you know, check back in with us soon. We'll have a all new episode going. I want you to know I love you and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. The number to the Trans Lifeline is 1-877-565-8860. Hit them up if you, if you need to talk about some things or Something's troubling you. Hell, hit me up. I don't really sleep until the sun comes up like a vampire. So hit your boy up, man. If you got my number, call me. You know, when you need to talk, text me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram, whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the Cash App. That's cash tag, dollar sign, Rod for short, R-O-D, number four, S-H-O-R-T. Hit me up on Venmo, at Norado Moore. And uh, I think that'll do it, man. Holla at you.